0: With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in Possible.
1: chiefs kingdom kansas city chiefs win 24 14 over the washington commanders i'm bj kissel with kent swanson craig stout is going to join us in a little bit tucker franklin is the man behind the table over there as <laughs> we're out in overland park again at the kingdom bar and grow we appreciate them for taking care of us like they always do and we appreciate the chiefs for taking care of the commanders they're in the 2nd <laughs> preseason game this is going to be a lot of fun it just feels like we're back home you're you're mid
2: season form. That was
1: great. Was that good? Yeah. All right. Let's go. I'm
2: hyped to be here, man. This is so much fun. I've missed doing this. I've missed hanging out with you guys, and I'm I'm hyped for this season. I this is gonna be such a good year.
1: This. I- if you are a Chiefs fan living in Kansas City, whether it's a home game, road game, if you want a place to come hang and watch the game, this is a fun place to do it. The drinks are always cold. They've got food specials. Food is pretty good. Yeah. A sports bar. Food is good here. Uh, we're gonna have all kinds of contests, giveaways during the regular season. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a spot to be. Uh, to come and hang out. We'll be going live uh, here every time. So uh, like I said, Craig Stout's going to join us here in a little bit. Uh, Maddie Lane got the week off uh, after doing the postgame show last week. Uh, so it'll be uh, it'll be pretty good. And Scott Ward's joining us too. Our our trusty social media manager is hooking Kent up with a drink. Thank you, Tucker, for making sure that we got that on camera. But uh, let's – first half the show, we're going to talk first team offense and defense, what stood out to us about this because – you know, we didn't see a lot in the Bears game, but what we saw from the first-team offense last week, they were clean, they were efficient, they came out and made plays. I'm not going to say this is the cleanest game for the Chiefs' first team, at least offensively. They still made some mistakes, but talent took over. Yeah. But, you, yeah, it did. I mean, that's like, I don't know. How else do you say? Like, the, they're, just a, better, a, they're just better than the teams that they're playing
2: against. Here at Kansas City, talent. we're better than you, and we know it. <laughs> no, but like I mean, yeah, it wasn't the cleanest. It wasn't the cleanest operation of the entire time. Like it, everything was not perfect. There was some inconsistencies. There were some drops. But having uh, the best player in the world, unquestionably, and I will fight anyone who says otherwise, uh, matters. And yeah. you, you saw some of the the high level throws. You saw some of the poise uh, on some of the little things. Like you you got geeked out about you know, Mahomes navigating the pocket and then a simple no. dump off to the running back. I believe it was, I think that was a third down too.
1: the Jarek McKinnon to Jarek oh, McKinnon yeah. to,
2: to extend the drive because, you know, Mahomes just had the presence of mind to just drop a little ball. Um, you saw, uh, you know, a couple up and down, really nice poised up and down throws on Justin, the throw to Justin Watson. I'm sure we'll talk about him in a little bit more, but like there was just a lot of high level plays even though things weren't, you know, the drops and there was pressure got through a couple times, you know, maybe the pocket wasn't great, but um yeah you you saw you saw a lot of good stuff from the offensive and defensive side of the football honestly i mean yeah. both 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 first units have been great
1: and that play right there from what wrote down that was early in the game that was a phenomenal play i don't know how many times we've watched a play like that defensively where the defensive back does not get his head around and then right there patrick Mahomes just being one of the best players if not the best player hey, people, in all of football like it
2: people don't appreciate the the level of poise to throw you know the touch there on that pass and then one of Jody Fortson's two touchdowns, with you know a little back shoulder fade to close you know the first drive. I mean, it was it was it was just a, it was a it was a really great performance, you know, in great execution and some big high leverage situations. They had to, they had to wiggle out of some trouble, but like overall, a lot of really good things happen and a lot of impressive this, things happen. And then this,
1: <laughs> I don't know how it goes against everything that defenses are taught. Mm-hmm. As far as like when a quarterback flows that way, he's not going to throw back across his body. And I don't know how many times we see that? Probably three or four times a year. He makes that exact throw, whether it was um, right there to. Whoever that was, and then Travis Kelsey seems to be the one who's always on the other end of that throw. But as you go, some of these some of these other highlights here, courtesy of you know the NFL uh, Twitter account putting these out. But uh, it's great to see George Karloftis. Great to see him figure out his sack celebration that is isn't going to get him made fun of for an entire week. <laughs> 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 that's pretty good. They're looking at talking about it on the sideline. Guys hyping him up. That's what's more fun to see, and that's where like going up to training camp. And not to go off on a tangent on this stuff, but you talk about why it's important to go up to camp when you see the guys make plays, and the entire sideline is. Celebrating. You see, like the third and the fourth string guys come off to the sideline, and the starters are hype for them. It's because they spent so much time together up in camp, just grinding their asses off. And Coach Reed talked about it. He's like, I am not easy on these guys when they're up in St. Joe. And it's four moments like that that are more about a team coming together than anything else that you'll
2: find. You know, this, the part, part you just said, the team coming together, the jelling of those are the moments that are, are the most valuable. And I, what it seems like for Andy Reed is the yeah. focus on football, doing something hard together is is invaluable when you're looking at the long climb into a football season and up the you know up the mountain as some people say so that's yeah that camaraderie that's really valuable the collective you know the 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 oneness that can kind of come through that whole process yeah it's fun to see all these guys kind of rooting for each other even though they're competing for their livelihood
1: yeah that's the, the coolest part about it is that they can compete against each other they can help each other knowing that you know the ultimate goal is for everyone to make everyone around them better and that it's not going to benefit them individually or as a team to not do everything in their power to help the guy next to him in one way or another. So uh, let's break this down a little bit and let's talk about Patrick Mahomes and what we sure. saw from him today finishes 12 of 19 for 162 yards and the two touchdowns both went going to uh, Jody Fortson. What stood out to you most about Mahomes Day?
2: I mean, just I, some high-level throws, some high-level moments, you know, just a reminder for some people that you know, maybe thought he needed Tyreek Hill to do some of the things he did, I guess. Like, I think, you know, he's going to get slept on a little bit. You see some of these little, you know, this little sidearm throw back into the field. Like, he still can do some of those things that, you know, other people just simply can't. You know, and it wasn't perfect. Like, there was some plays, I, I think about, you know, some miscommunication with Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh you know earlier in the game they tried to run a little smash concept and I mean Marquez had Marquez sorry had clearance vertical and you know they kind of there's some miscommunications and some stuff there but I think you know some of the high level stuff that he was able to execute even the second touchdown to Jody Fortson was a really nice play a really difficult angle to try to complete a pass which you know we're all familiar with at this point um a lot of a lot of the same with Mahomes but um, different faces. One thing when you look at this back shoulder throw to Jody Fortson as well. That's something we didn't see a ton of in, in the first five years of Mahomes' career. You know, four years actually playing the back shoulder fade um, it hasn't been a big piece of this Chiefs' offense historically, and it does seem like the kinds of people uh, or kinds of players that they have in, in this offense lends itself to being able to do that a little bit more. That could be just another you know weapon in his arsenal that he can kind of unleash. No. Uh, in the in season could be very interesting and you saw that I mean Jody Fortson's a, a, a great red zone target on a back shoulder fade
1: yeah and Jody Fortson finished tied for the lead with Cornell Powell and Marquez Valdez scantling for the most targets in this game finished with just four catches for 19 yards but obviously the two big touchdowns and uh obviously the point on Mahomes and we'll we'll finish up that real quick cuz I do want to talk about Jody Fortson in this sure. game because I know it was just the preseason we've seen it a little bit from Jody Fortson over the last couple of years a player that everyone's excited about because mm-hmm. you see the raw ability but you're just happy for a dude that finally felt like last year he had bought his time he'd been on the practice squad for a few years he was ready to go mm-hmm. and then he gets injured and now he's fought his way back into getting that same kind of buzz coming into this year. Hope he stays healthy going into the regular season. And we get to see the kind of plays that his teammates have been watching at practice from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to finish up on Mahomes. Probably wasn't the cleanest game overall, but the natural talent we saw. We saw the one where, you know, Travis Kelsey gets caught up with the defensive end. He goes down. A couple other plays where it just kind of looked like it was either a one-read play. They had something set up that wasn't quite there. But, again, the talent takes over, and you just there's certain things. The Jarek McKinnon pass, it's off script. The Justin Watson one is probably the biggest throw. They got the look they wanted. They got the man-to-man coverage. He runs the over route, whatever that was, and took advantage of it right here, that route right and there. My- you got the linebacker, or the safety, whoever that is. That's the matchup that you want, and Watson beats him. Yeah. Mahomes gets it to him, and as impressive as that is, that's in rhythm. Right. That's right. Like, well, look at like, the I top see, of his yeah. route he delivers the ball. The McKinnon one to me is more impressive because it was off script. That street ball crap that people want to give <laughs> Mahomes a hard point about. And I looked at you. You play quarterback. You're, it, it is not easy off script to hit a running back on a swing route like that along the sideline on a third down off script and probably off his wrong foot. Yeah. You know, your dad played baseball. I didn't know if you knew that. I did. What? (laughs) He did. But he hits him in stride to get the first down. That's a more impressive play to me because he made something that's really not very easy look extremely easy. It's
2: more, it's, it's athletic, but it's also cerebral. And, you know, having the, you know, like, I think he's processing the game. Like that's one of the things Mahomes does really well among a, a million other things is just, he's, he's, he's able to process through having to be an athlete. You know, he can be a mover. He can be, you know, operating and trying to navigate pressure. He can be on the run. But he's still thinking through the concept as it's happening, and he understands where his outlets are. That was a prime example. He knew where his out was. His outlet was out here. He was able to, you know, calmly navigate not the cleanest pocket, not the cleanest situation, and just dump the ball off. The defense kind of cleared out a little bit, too. He kind of held on a little bit long. And yeah. the ball just dump that ball with a little bit of clearance to to extend the drive. So, I mean, it's it's the high level stuff. He's you know he's still the same dude. He's always been, despite uh, you know a different number ten being on the field uh, <laughs> this time around. And uh, it's good to see. You know, I think it's I think it's going to make this season more fun for Chiefs fans because I think high level talking about Mahomes, I think the narrative is going to shift a little bit on him, where, where maybe people aren't going to be as bored with him because there's a storyline about this you know Tyree kill or lack thereof. That we're gonna get to enjoy people being like,
1: you know what, maybe maybe we shouldn't. Maybe you can't read a damn defense. Yeah. Maybe it's like, not it's, just about Tyreek Hill. And like we've been screaming this about him for so long. I can't tell how many times I've said yeah. his mental acuity has never gotten enough credit.
2: It's gonna be cool for the it's gonna be cool again for the national media to think Patrick Mahomes is good. <laughs> and I think that's gonna be fun for all Chiefs fans again.
1: That's funny. All right. Now, before we talk a little bit about Jody Fortson, do you want to talk about the Chiefs running game? Because if you want to pick something apart Mm -hmm. of what we've seen over the last two weeks, haven't seen it up front. Now, I, not to make excuses for the guys, but I don't necessarily see the motivation for the guys up front to just grind it out in the preseason game. They went, they threw the ball a lot. Haven't seen a lot of push from the offensive line. The running game just hasn't gotten going consistently. I think Shane Buscelli led the Chiefs in rushing in this game right there with, uh, yeah, five carries for 35 yards. And as a team, they averaged 2.6, so I can't do that math in my head. But Derek Gore, 5 for 11 yards. Isaiah Pacheco, 4 for 8. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 2 carries for 4 yards. Are you concerned about where the Chiefs' running game is right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I Nothing too crazy. I think it's something worth paying attention to because the run game hasn't looked good in two straight weeks. Um, uh what's the what's the root effect of that what's the root of that who knows like are you know what are they working on there what what kind of stuff are they they prioritizing here early in, the, in season but yep. uh the push hasn't been great i mean i don't think the running backs have looked particularly great either i don't think they've always read it out great you mm-hmm. know uh clyde isaiah pacheco both of them i don't think it's it's been perfect so you know there's still some time there's still like three weeks until the season starts we forget that but uh i i, I think uh there's definitely some work to do before before then
1: yeah and i remember talking with nate taylor on kcsn update throughout the week so if you're watching this we appreciate it if you uh, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button and support what we have going on it lets us know uh you know that we're doing something right and please go ahead drop a comment in there let us know tucker's going to bring your comments and your questions up and we'll get to those uh later in the show but um you talk about the chiefs running game and what you want to see from that group. And I just, until it becomes something that we're going to lean on, I'm not going to be overly concerned. I feel like on a third and one situation in the regular season, Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, those guys are going to move bodies when they need to, yeah. which we haven't necessarily had. And we've talked about that throughout the off season about the, the composition of the offensive line and the skill set is completely different than what we saw five years ago. Even though Eric Fisher and those guys were maulers. Eric Fisher a bad example, but like Laurent D. Tardif, starting right guard for a long time. He was an athletic dude, Mitch Morse, athletic dude, get down in space. Whereas now these guys can physically move bodies Mm -hmm. in ways that we necessarily wasn't the strength of guys that we had up front before. So I'm not going to be overly concerned about it. Nate made the point that he finally wants to see Andy Reid. He thinks this is the year he's going to lean on the running game a little bit more because, you know, all these reasons. And I go, people have been saying that about Andy Reid since LaShawn McCoy was a rookie. And before that, Brian Westbrook was there. Like, they're not going to run the football a lot. right? But when they need to can they run on third and one and I will trust the interior offensive line in that situation to get the push on those short yarded situations or inside the red zone to get some of those short yarded situations well
2: in. I think you look at you know some of the short yarded situations that they've had to this point they've executed now it's been the same exact Michael fullback or Michael for Michael Burton fullback dies the same
1: play we see that they ran 46 times
2: they ran it 13. Year. I believe they ran it 13 times last year and they threw it tw- or they ran it 12 and they finally threw it late in the game or late in the season as that final tendency breaker. We were all waiting for it. And they Knew finally that reverse pitch
1: is coming. Yeah, we'll they've tag got- this right now. We're going to see that. They're going to play off of it. He's going to fake that inside dot and he's going to pitch it off to the side.
2: The only <laughs> it better be Pacheco when they do it because Clyde trying to get to the edge on that could be a very interesting proposition because so that's not necessarily his strength.
1: Better Sky be Pacheco Moore coming around. Ooh, let's get weird with it. <laughs> they put
2: they, they line up they like sky more in the H. Hey, you know what? I've heard worse ideas. I've heard worse ideas to this point. But I mean they you know, look, they got push on some of the short yardage stuff. So like that's always good. I mean, we've we've asked and we've clamored for them to maybe switch up their offensive, you know, their their blocking scheme a little bit up front, and we haven't seen them lean on anything other than wide zone, you know, more you know, like that's still their staple. We'll see if maybe this is year they finally try to get a little bit more downhill.
1: Yeah, you know something else that's always good. What? Trade Coffee. Why don't you tell us about
2: Yes, it? Trade Coffee is great. Uh, they connect customers to the freshest and best-tasting coffee they've ever made, uh, any consumer has ever made at home by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses from big cities and small towns. Trade customers are truly impactful uh, for these independent roasters, often being the largest source of new growth for them. Trade Coffee sends you the freshest roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters. And right now trade is offering new subscribers, a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. When you go to trade uh, drink, trade.com slash KCSN. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Tucker get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash KCSN and let Trade finds you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN for $30 off. Good stuff. I, do you think – I think Patrick Mahomes drink coffee. Do you think so? I doubt
1: it. Is it two like – I'm sure there's something about it dehydrates him or – so. Bobby and Barry Rubin, all those guys probably – it's probably a reason that he physically doesn't drink coffee.
2: Do you know – uh, he's got – you know, coffee. And the dehydrate. The dehydration on coffee isn't is is actually scientifically not real.
1: Thanks, Dr. Swanson. Yeah,
2: so you can you can drink as much as you want. All right, I let's do- switch
1: it. To- Real quick, because I want to, I want to see Craig. I want to okay. see Craig here pretty quickly. So before we bring Craig on, though, let's talk a little bit about the Chiefs' defense and who stood out. I know that in watching this, Nick Bolton had the big play early in this yeah. game on third down, like his, it his one pass breakup. Yeah, yeah the, the one that I saw, uh, the pass breakup on third down was was big time.
2: He had some, he had some really really nice plays. Some of the plays behind the line of scrimmage, some, you know, some really nice tackles and some really good plays there. I mean, those are some of the things that I've obviously carried over from last year. Like he had the instincts are, are obviously picking up more and more and more as him. Like and he had a lot of really strong instincts coming out of Missouri. Coverage is something where he's definitely got better. And you you know you 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 heard him talking during the preseason, during training camp about, "Hey, I I know I need to get better at coverage." Like that's one of the things he said. "I've got to get better at coverage." And the play he made through the hands of the of the receiver today yeah. on third down, I believe it was. You know, he closed decently, closed well enough to be able to be in a position to make plays on the hands. And that was that was fantastic. That's huge. Like those are the things that, you know, I don't know if he's ever going to be Fred Warner in coverage. He doesn't have to be. He just has to make plays like that. Yep. That's going to be a game changer for this for this football team if he's able to do that because I mean Anthony Hitchens couldn't do that last year. Anthony Hitchens didn't do that his entire career. Honestly, that was never one of his strengths either. So he's already showing some things and some positive indicators when it comes to the coverage yep. early on. I mean it's still early, but that's a really positive sign for this football team that could be massive as they're you know they're trying to figure some things out on the back seven.
1: And when you combine that with what we've seen from Willie Gay this yeah. offseason season and his yeah. improvement yeah. in coverage, which was something that we thought was get, like the athleticism him coming out of college. You're expecting it to be there. Now going his third year, expect it to really hit the next level. And if that second level of the Chiefs defense, we see Leo Chanel playing pretty well, like he's going to be an asset to the Chiefs defense as he gets more experience, that that second level defense is going to be pretty fun. One more player I want to ask you about, George Karloftis and what we saw, another sack from him. We joked about celebration earlier, but the guy that I already projected to break the franchise record for rookie sacks of 10 (laughs) set by Derek Thomas. You remember that guy uh, back in 89, 10 sacks is the franchise record uh, for sacks in a season by a rookie uh, in two and two games. Not bad.
2: Yeah. He's off to a great start. If you're a, if you're a Chiefs fan, you've got to be absolutely thrilled with what you've seen out of George Karloff to this point. Um, The effort, the intensity, the motor, you know, everyone talks about it and it's real. Like, and like that play that he just went, you know, he got his sack on is a prime example. You know, he kind of rushes wide. He rushes wide a lot and he has a tendency to kind of get washed deep. Uh, That happens sometimes, but he was double teamed on this play. He spins out and is literally held by the right tackle. And it doesn't matter. He's still playing through the, he's continuing to play through the play and he's able to get his second sack of the, uh, of this, of this preseason. And more importantly, beach the celebration was just just infinitely better than what whatever that was like he looked surprised he's coachable yeah.
3: that shows
1: us that he's coachable <laughs> He that, he takes the he takes the constructive <laughs> criticism throughout the week. He's like, you know what? I just got to be better here. Yeah, no, got to be better.
2: Yeah, that was really where that's probably where Frank Clark's impact has definitely. <laughs> you know, I, I think you know some of these behind closed doors practices that they're starting to get. It's not necessarily as much technique; it's probably more things like celebrations at this point. That's yeah, really where he's kind of course. getting his hands on them, and yeah, so that's a good thing. And good, very very good job by George Karloftis. I, I can't man r- reason to be excited. Karloftis needs a dope. Nickname ASAP says Paul. Yeah, we probably there probably does need to be a a a pretty good nickname for him. He's he's earning it. That's that's a
1: tricky one.
2: I don't got one yet. King Carl? (laughs) Eh. We gotta give some
1: thought to this. It's not something that we we just pop up and figure out live on the post game show.
2: Uh, (laughs) Joshua Briscoe tweeted out a picture of Snuffleupagus because that kind of goes with it. Kind of goes with whatever whatever Andy called him Carlophagus esophagus yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's the a
1: lot of ways of that Kel- and Kelsey called him that too oh my lord great just George King George we'll figure this out
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data
1: Maybe, Not maybe right the, now. Maybe we can re- hey. welcome on Mr. Craig Stout. Maybe he can help us. Let's bring Craig on. I want to see his face. There he hey. is. This is the guy that I want to see. Sunday Funday, rocking his Charlie Hustle shirt. I love it.
4: Hey guys, how's it going?
2: It's going beautifully, buddy. How are you today?
4: Oh man, I I have I have been doing better. A little bit under the weather, but I'm here. I'm joining you guys. I, I there's no place I'd rather be than talking football after the Chiefs finally get in the win column in preseason <laughs> week two most important thing in the world there
2: yeah the, the, it's a positive indicator uh you know future success is when the threes are able to, to hold on uh to a victory <laughs> craig uh yeah you know, we're gonna talk about some of the maybe you know craig is great by the way uh, matt, matt kentner great job uh yeah if, if you're on if you subscribe to kcsn there is a big uh there's a big channel devoted to how great craig is uh that's not <laughs> even a joke uh the KCS and Substack links in the description of this show, by the way. Um, Craig, just what's your overall, just like some overall takeaways from the defensive side of the ball. That's your area of expertise. Um, we've you know waxed poetic about Mahomes, but just, just some high-level thoughts on what you saw out of the defense so far.
4: I mean, uh, lots of positives. Uh, I, I like the way the secondary plays. These young guys continue to play well together. The second level, those linebackers, you guys highlighted them already. They look like they're playing at game speed already, and you would expect it out of two young guys, but it's good to see n- nevertheless. I liked a lot of what I saw at, You know, along the defensive line, despite there being some guys out. No Chris Jones, obviously, but we got some glimpses of some other guys there, but – I was I was really pretty intrigued by the second team. You know when the seconds and the thirds kind of came into the game, what we got to see from those guys was very positive. Uh, Jalen Watson at this point, I'm going to be insanely upset if he doesn't make this. Game. Mm-hmm. I just am. I I love. You hear that, Dave Tobe? <laughs> I, <laughs> I love what I see out of him every single week. Now I just think he's a he's a gamer. Flies around the field, uses that length very well. Joshua Williams. Again, looked pretty good. I even thought Dion Bush, second week in a row. Yeah, the Dion <laughs> Bush looked pretty good. That big, wall he about killed a hit guy there, but but uh, did well along, you know, in the secondary there. And then a guy. I, I mean, we can let, let's just go right into this, Kim, because this is a guy we talked about in the pregame show here, Colin Saunders. Yeah, this is week two. He flashed in week mm-hmm. two. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, again, it, it's a tough room for him to be in because. He is not a true nose tackle, and they brought in Danny Shelton to be a true nose tackle. He barely played Danny Shelton, barely played. Colin Saunders gets a bunch of reps, especially with Chris Jones out. He's backing up Turk Wharton in this game, and he flashed. He flashed a lot, made a great play behind the line of scrimmage, had another one where he he just levels <laughs> absolutely levels the backup quarterback in a very clean and legal hit that he got <laughs> flagged for. I I thought he looked really good. And if there's going to be a numbers game, and I, we've talked a little bit about the linebacker and defensive line and how many they're going to keep. If there is going to be a numbers game and it has to rely on who's done what in the preseason, Colin Saunders right now has one foot in the door, you know, mm-hmm. if push comes to shove because he's played so well in the preseason.
2: I, I couldn't agree more. and I think when when Danny Shelton was signed, I think we said it on the show, I think this was a response to, hey, Colin, let's go. Like I think that was a, a direct correlation between, hey, what does this football team need? what 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 do they need you know, in their backup defensive line? This is, you know, Danny Shelton's not a response to a competition for Tershawn Wharton. They're no. completely different players, but they needed, they needed some size. They needed some, you know, some ability up there in the middle of that defense some some strength, some girth, if you will. And, you know, Colin Saunders has the ability to provide some of that. And I mean, but like what we've seen so far is like, honestly, the first two, two games isn't necessarily like, Hey, I'm going to, anchor as the one tech it's like he's a guy that's kind of showing some of the things that you liked coming out of uh, when he was at the senior bowl when he was yeah. uh, in mobile it was yep. you know some winning with a little bit of quickness being able to shoot a gap um you know some athleticism to you know chase down some plays like he did last week like i don't know like whatever whatever whatever's happened the last two weeks because i don't i didn't see him like this in camp either when we were out there and some of the clips we've seen to this point he's looked a lot better in the last two weeks
1: all right. Here's what yeah. I want to set up for for both of you guys, real quick, because there's only there's less than a week now. I mean, the starters, the first team, we're not going to see them play next week. They're already going to start preparing for Arizona next week. That's yeah. the way that the Chiefs roll. They're not. Half the coaches, the younger coaching staff are going to work with the young guys who are going to play next Thursday to make sure they can function and get everything out of there. But the rest of those guys, their eyes are on Arizona. That's what they're preparing for. So as the personnel staff starts cutting this thing down and talking with Dave Tobe and trying to figure out who the 50th, 51st, 52nd, 53rd player to make this roster. Give me two guys, Craig and Kent. Craig, I'll start with you. Give me two guys that you think helped their case today more than necessarily last week. Who made a stronger case to make the 53 today after this performance against the Commanders?
4: I mean, I'll leave Colin there since we just talked about him. Uh, Darius Harris, uh, yet another good week. He's shown well in Steve Spagnuolo's scheme. Spagnuolo has trusted him to be the Mike in some instances where they've been deep into their depth chart there with injuries and things like that. Showed well yet again. And then I'm going to say it. And i know people aren't going to like it. i know where this chris, is going <laughs> chris lamont like listen i i've been having him as a lock on this roster for special teams dave tobe gets to pick some of these things chris lamont's got a lot more run with the defense he didn't look awesome i'm not saying he looked awesome the pick was certainly one that was just kind of thrown right to him he was in trail technique on the one he got kind of beat a little bit too much but he got his hand on the ball. But he was feisty, and he was active. And that's going to be your cornerback five or six, a guy that's not going to play a ton of defensive snaps. You're just keeping a guy for special teams. I hate to say it, but I think today, you know, and I already think he was a lock, but I think today is super lock. Put him in Sharpie. He's going to be on this 53. Yeah, if, if that
2: if Jalen Watson uh, is let go over him, I'm still going to riot.
4: I'm I think sorry. I'm gonna pour one out for DiCaprio Boodle.
2: Yeah, that's the guy I think you should you should probably be looking and circling because I yeah, I don't know. I know we're trying to talk on the positive side, but DiCaprio Boodle might be a guy that played himself out a little bit. I mean, it wasn't pretty from the slot today. Um you know, Cam Sims torched him uh right off the line and he was holding on for dear life all the way to the back line of the end zone. Um yeah, a guy like Prince Tigo Winogo, I think, is a guy that might have helped himself a little bit here. It seems like he mm-hmm. might be a little bit more involved in this battle than, you know, we initially, um, you know, it kind of maybe seemed like Jaron Christian and and Roderick Johnson continue to be a little bit difficult. I think uh, they're struggling. I, I think I think Prince Tigo Winogo's played pretty well um, mm-hmm. or pretty capable relative to what we've seen some, from some of the other guys. I think he's a guy that has a chance to have helped himself here. And, I mean, he's always a guy that we, we liked a lot coming out. Like, the talent was yeah. always something that we were really excited about as a player. It was just a, a really bad, I believe it was a knee in, issue that we we saw uh, from him that kind of pushed his draft stock down and wound up putting him late into day three of this draft, uh, or the draft that he was in. So, that's a guy. Um, what was the other? I had another one I, I really wanted to talk about. Uh, I, 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 Justin I, Watson. Justin Watson, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I, Sharpie. In. Sharpie. lock. Oh, a lock. Justin he's Watson be- might actually get offensive snaps.
1: It's becoming not he's the next best guy that can make this roster as you just kind of like figure it out okay, here are your five or six receivers. He's becoming guys like this guy might help us win this. this guy, game. Yeah, he's not just a guy that's the next well, best player who's gonna make it. It's like holy cow, this guy can make some plays. Well, and
2: Tucker, run it back really quick here again. We run that playback, uh, courtesy of the NFL. I want to see this again. Um, I think he was he lining up from number two. If he's yeah. like if he's lined up from number two, but like. We've seen him like kind of run that slice over over route from from the inside from the slot from like the number three position or the number two or you know inside position, like that's a guy that has really good straight line speed. Another guy capable of doing that on on this offense, like so you can get you know you can threaten vertically with a lot of these different guys, and he's another guy that is now showing capable of of beating you vertically. That's it. Just, just that one defined route. Even I think yep. is is something that can play well it's, for this football team.
1: It's a comfort to know that your fourth, fifth, sixth wide receiver can come out there and make plays, just like we saw right there. And there's also a comfort that Kent is going to tell us about from our one of our other sponsors here, Dave.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, if you're living to pay, if you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come. And now, Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it dave is the banking app that can help you get up to 500 instant instantly with extra cash that's more money to fill your tank buy a wedding gift or catch up on bills you can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hang-ups there's no interest and no credit check needed millions of people have already downloaded the dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash so if you're in a pinch and need some extra help Download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from Future You. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to five hundred dollars instantly. For terms and conditions, go to Dave.com/legal. Instantly, instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Future You will thank you. Like, uh, yeah, uh, they will. Uh, they'll
1: thank you. Love it. All right. Go to the final segment here. We appreciate everybody for tuning in, whether you're watching live, whether you're listening on Sunday or Monday to the podcast. We appreciate your support. Go ahead and please like and subscribe if you're watching it on YouTube. And if you're listening to the podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and rate review. Let us know what you think. Uh, let us know what you think about the content that on this show and just what we're doing overall at KC Sports Network. We've just about got everything rolling. We told you there's gonna be a ton of shows going on, 25 shows a week. This fall and we've just about got all those up and running, but we appreciate your support. Uh, but right now we've got a new segment that we are going to, to have here for the first time, courtesy of our friends at holiday distillery. This is our toast game where we are going to toast somebody that we feel like deserves it for this one. And we've got a special one uh, for the first <laughs> toast game. So if you're listening to this, whether it probably not in the morning after, but if you're watching this live, go ahead, grab your drink. Uh, and I want to toast Mr. Bobby Stroop, (laughs) because if you don't know who Bobby Stroop is, you should get on that. Uh, He's been training Patrick Mahomes for a very, very long time. And as much as we give Bobby a lot of credit, Patrick Mahomes deserves the credit. He's the one who went out there and did it. But uh, Bobby's very good at what he does. And when you see passes across Patrick Mahomes' body, just like we're seeing right here, if you don't know how difficult this is, go out in your backyard and try to make this throw right now. (laughs) And if you can't, call Bobby. Pants, but he, he will help you learn how to do this but here's a toast to bobby stroop uh from apex performance down in texas and just helping dudes out and patrick's not the only guy he's working with working with george Carlos. i was gonna say that we've been talking about how athletic he looks so toast to bobby stroop for just absolutely killing it this offseason with the chiefs players and seeing you know patrick Mahomes do things that we've never seen before
2: are we cheersing? cheers we should cheers cheers Craig, buddy cheers, buddy. Toast cheers. Out to cheers to the everybody toast
4: mm, i was gonna I say love how petty Bobby is being on Twitter <laughs> right now! By the way, oh my! I am gosh. fully embracing that man. We, we it, don't
2: have to put is, all the tweets up, but like, just go follow go follow Bobby Stroop on uh, on Twitter, and you can see all the glory. Uh, it's just it's incredible. It's, it's so incredible. much fun.
4: It's incredible. He is going to be the loudest voice mm. of a lot of loud voices in Chief's Kingdom if Patrick Mahomes goes nuclear once again like if, we all know he's going to he's just going it, to it's going to be loud and i'm here for it he's going to talk and like i mean look like him and him and mahomes are tight
2: so i mean i would like to venture to say bobby has a, a good a good pulse Listen, on on things there
1: Anybody who's ever been around, we've all been athletes at some level or another, and people start doubting you, it gives you the motivation you need. And for guys like Patrick Mahomes, who we can all sit here and say is that, you know, off to the greatest start of any quarterback in NFL history. He's going to look for douches. He's going to look for people to say things that are negative about him, and the people that are around him are going to use that for motivation. And when Tyreek Hill leaves, and there's a lot of national media, they're like, "Oh, well, Tyree Kill made them. They're not going to have the same explosiveness." You know, he kind of helped make Patrick Mahomes, and what we've seen. So now they're going to question Patrick Mahomes, and what are we going to see from him when he doesn't have Tyree Kill? That is motivation for these guys, and so for them to come out and for him to hit so many different receivers, and for him to make the same kind of crazy athletic plays. Like like we saw on that throw across his body um, reading defenses going to multiple players throughout the ball based on what the defense is telling you not what everybody else is telling you to try to get the ball to let's not downplay Tyreek being the most explosive player in NFL history but that doesn't take away from the fact that Patrick Mahomes still offered the best start in NFL history and that's not because of Tyreek Hill that he was doing that Tyreek Hill obviously phenomenal player but uh, let's not downplay that this is the dude right here making plays all over the place and you know our quarterback just better than yours. He, so,
2: he is. It's a reminder. Uh, it's about to be a reminder all season of who the best player in the world is, and it's going to be delicious. And I think that the narrative will be fun to watch as Chiefs fans because everyone's been bored with Mahomes. They've been waiting for him to fail. Yeah. Last year wasn't the cleanest year. This year they're going to put they're going to put some numbers up.
1: All right, let's wrap this show up, Craig. Final thoughts after the Chiefs' 24-14 victory over the Washington Commanders here in the second week of the preseason. Don't expect to see the starters. So the next time we're going to see a lot of these guys out on the field is September 11th against the Arizona Cardinals. What were your final takeaways, final thoughts on this game?
4: Hold on. We can't hear you, Greg. The final takeaways from this entire preseason. The Chiefs' offense, three drives, three touchdowns. The Chiefs' defense, three drives zero points allowed, not even close to a field goal attempt. I know that these aren't the best teams in the world that they're playing, but they made these starters look bad. So that's a positive thing for the preseason. It's a good thing to see both units gelling the way that they are. I think they're ahead of where we all thought they might be at the start of the season. Bring on Arizona. Woo! Love it. Kent final thoughts.
2: Uh, you know, it's been really fun to watch these rookies play this year. Yep. Um, I've very much enjoyed this rookie class. We were sitting here at Kingdom Bar, geeked out about what Brett Veach was able to put uh, together when with, with this draft class, and they haven't disappointed to this point. There's yep. been a lot of positive indicators for a lot of guys, and if you hit three out of ten draft picks, you're feeling great. I think this is. I think this group has the potential to do more than that it's not going to be the prettiest every year or every week. Um, It's not going to be, this year's going to be different. You know, there's going to be some growing pains, but it's energizing. This group is energizing and you can only imagine, imagine what, you know, if if we feel it outside as fans, what kind of energy that that's bringing, you can only imagine what it's doing for that locker room. What, what's kind of, you know, they're, they're probably feeling the exact same way that this change that's coming. And um, this is a, this is the first step in the next wave for, for the Patrick Mahomes era, and it's off to a fantastic start. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so excited and encouraged by what we've seen to this point. And it's probably your, your patience is going to be tested, and you probably need to be a little bit more patient with this group than you have in the
1: past. But
2: I think the payoff is going to be huge for the future of this organization.
1: For me, it's the young guys, but it's specifically George Karloftis. The Mm. entire story all offseason was the pass rush needed to get better. They were dead last in the AFC. They were 29th in the NFL at 31 sacks. We saw it in the playoffs when they needed to take down Joe Burrow, when they needed to make a play defensively. They weren't getting pressure. They weren't making plays in that way. And we've seen George Karloftis be even better than we thought he was going to be Absolutely. when we sat here and we just talked about Bobby Stroop we just toasted Bobby Stroop <laughs> the athleticism and the athletic fluidity that we've seen from George Karloftis has been probably the most single most surprising thing for me in the preseason in the best of ways and that you talk about it he's relentless he's physical he's aggressive all of those things but for him to stop and start in all of the athleticism type things that we saw on his sack right there changing directions fighting off a couple guys saw a little bit of everything on that play right there and that's what gets me most excited and in addition to that it's guys like Jody Fortson and Justin Watson. So for the chiefs offense, if there happens to be an injury, like we have with Juju and McCole Hardman right now, a little banged up, what are we going to do if, we need somebody else to step in offensively and make some plays, not necessarily carry the offense, score hundred yards or score, you know, get a hundred yards and score a bunch of touchdowns. But these guys are making plays with Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. with the first team offense. Yep. It's not a bunch of backups. And these guys show out against two seconds versus seconds. These guys, Justin Watson, Jody Fortson, we saw it today against the starters going out there and making plays with Patrick Mahomes. It gives me confidence in case there are injuries, these guys can step in and make an impact for the team. So Carl Loftus. Multitude of offensive weapons is what I'm excited about, but uh, also excited to, to continue here uh, at the Kingdom Bar and Grill moving forward for the post game show. So again, whether the Chiefs are at home, on the road, if you're not out at Arrowhead Stadium, come hang out with us at the Kingdom Bar. We'll have giveaways and all kinds of cool stuff um, all throughout the season, along with uh, a lot of giveaways thanks to our partners, drink specials, food specials here. We appreciate everybody at the Kingdom Bar for taking care of us, and uh, we appreciate Craig for joining us. I uh, Appreciate you, buddy. But uh, thanks for listening. We will see you guys next time. Don't forget to catch The Lab Monday night live uh, at 8 o'clock Central Time. They will have more thoughts as they get out, get more of the film, and really get into this as the Chiefs uh, on Tuesday break down the uh, the 53-man roster. It's it's coming up here pretty quick, a couple, um, weeks. couple weeks. So it uh, should be good, but we appreciate your support. We will see you guys all next time.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why?